0: to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith, and today we are talking about Luke chapter 24. We have made it to the end of the Gospel of Luke. My guest today is John Brandon. He's the digital media director for Northwestern Media. Faith Radio is one of about 13 or 14 stations that make up Northwestern Media, and I'm so glad to have him here. Welcome. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me.
0: So let's just, let's dive right in because I'm really excited to talk about this chapter. This is it's yeah. rereading it before we recorded it. It's I mean, I almost got teary just reading it again.
1: Yeah, thanks for letting me pick this one because I really <laughs> like this chapter.
0: So, what has stood out most to you in this chapter?
1: You know there's a question in the study guide about how does this relate to you or who do you see yourself as in this chapter and I have to say I see myself as a lot of different people in different stages of life I'd love to talk to you about how um there's times when I feel like those guys on the road to Emmaus who don't really get it and mm-hmm. that's the problem they they're literally talking to Jesus and he's explaining things to him and then they're still he calls them foolish and slow and sometimes I feel like that. But there's other times when I feel like I've arrived at the tomb and I see the empty tomb and I'm just amazed by that. And then uh, pat my own back here. I've been a Christian for 33, 35 years, uh, married for 33 years, and a, and a believer for 35 years. And there's times when I think of myself as like, you know, I know Christ. I have learned how to... Uh, do my daily devotion time, and really invest in the relationship of knowing Christ. And I feel like if I was on the road to Emmaus, I would recognize Jesus. I know that the the Scripture actually says that they were blocked from recognizing him, but what I think that actually means is that they didn't recognize him physically. But I think if I was on the road to Emmaus, I would know Jesus because I've spent 35 years getting to know him. Mm -hmm. And I would know how he talks and how he acts. And so just different stages of my life I feel like I can relate to. Um, The one example I was going to point out, too, is that when Peter arrived in this chapter— and saw the empty tomb, he noticed how the linens were there. And I like to think that Peter actually recognized maybe how Jesus folds laundry or, you know, (laughs) how he would discard his garments or something like that. Like he recognized it immediately that, oh, the tomb's empty. Jesus folded his linens. Okay, I get it. He's risen from the dead.
0: Yeah, it's amazing to think about those, those men walking to Emmaus. A couple of things that stood out to me is that after when you know when Jesus breaks the bread and the, and they realize who he was and then he disappears yeah. that they say to each other didn't your heart burn when he was when he was talking right and also to think about sitting physically with Jesus and having him explain scripture to you
1: right yeah how amazing that would be it is amazing and i'm glad you pointed that out cuz i think when he broke the bread in this chapter the disciples were like oh yeah, that's right, he broke that bread once before at the Last Supper. Maybe he even did it the same way. And I actually think it'd be cool to talk about the humor in this chapter because I almost wonder if Jesus sort of like almost did it a little bit sarcastically. Like, hey, you don't (laughs) know who I am, but remember when I broke the bread?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Much like if Peter recognized the way that he folded his linen, the way that he broke the bread.
1: That's right. And, And I love this chapter because when when Jesus is walking along the road and and the two guys, I just relate to them so much in many ways, and they're saying like, Hey, what are you are you the only person on earth who doesn't know the story of Jesus? And Jesus is probably rolling his eyes, maybe, <laughs> like he actually is the person that they're talking about. Um, I also think it's just funny that uh, these guys are called slow, and they just don't get it. It's a seven-mile walk to Emmaus. It's a city outside of Jerusalem, and they just had all this time. And it's, it's somewhat sad, too, because you think if any of us had seven miles to walk with Jesus, eventually the light bulb would go on, and we'd say, oh, this is Jesus. I get it, you know. And I don't think that ever happened until the very end. You know, then they finally realized who he was. I actually think they accept, like what we say the phrase accepted Jesus, mm-hmm. um, invited Jesus into our life. I actually think maybe they were the first people to do that. Um, that's a theory I have. It doesn't really say that, of course. Uh, but it just seems like their eyes were finally opened. The Holy Spirit said, uh, revealed to them, you know, holy inspiration, and they realized who Jesus was. And I believe at that point they said, I want to know you. I want to find out who are you really. Um, something I wanted to talk to you about too, Angie, is just this idea that I've been thinking a lot about lately, and it, it just spurred all these thoughts all over again for me, that mm-hmm. there's two words in Greek for "no." And one of the words is, and I'm going to butcher the Greek today. So <laughs> when we get some text messages on this or emails, please send me the right pronunciation him because I don't actually know Greek, but I know a little, a little enough, enough of it to be a little dangerous. And one of them is konosko, and it means to know relationally or to know intimately. And it's really the word that means like if I know my wife or my kids or a best friend, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the other word is oida, and that's another Greek word for know, and it means to know empirically. And what that means is I know facts about this.
0: Like two plus two equals four.
1: Yep, yep. And what I've been thinking about is on the road to Emmaus, those two guys, they knew Jesus empirically. They knew facts about him. Some of the facts were wrong. They actually said like, oh, you're a prophet is going to redeem Israel. Mm -hmm. Well, not really. He's going to redeem all of us, actually. Yeah. and, and I think Peter, he really knew Jesus. He knew the minute details about Jesus, how he folded his laundry, probably. Um, those The women in this story, there's so much to say about them, too. But the, the reason I bring this up is that I think that there's a lot of people who know about Jesus empirically. They know facts about him. They know, you know, maybe when he walked the earth, they know just from— attending Sunday school or whatever it is. But then there's this other type of person who I would call a Christian who knows Christ and on a daily basis. And for me, I I became a Christian at the University of Northwestern as a freshman. Before that, I knew all about the facts, you know, Mm -hmm. and I said the statements and I said all the right things. Uh, But when it came to uh, one night in my dorm room as a freshman, I just knelt down on the carpet in my dorm room and I said, I want to know you, Christ. I want to know who you are. I don't want to know just facts about you. And I can honestly say, ever since then, the last 35 years, I've been just trying to get to know Christ on a deeper level, you know? And I just want to say to the listeners out there reading this chapter, uh, if you've ever thought to yourself, maybe you just only know facts about Jesus— Maybe now during the Christmas season, as we're ending this series on Luke, the last chapter, you're on the road to Emmaus yourself, and you just know Jesus empirically. Maybe now is the time to say, I want to know you on a personal level for the first time. And I'd actually, I'm wondering if it's okay if I pray for the listener. Of of course. Doing that? Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: My story is so similar. I knew about God, like, you know, I always describe it like, you know, about the president. You know, I know yeah. his name, I know who his kids are, but I don't have a personal relationship with him. Yep. And it was 28 years ago that I sat on a rock on, in the mountains in Colorado and understood that it was about dying to self and living for Christ. Yeah, so yeah. I would love to have you lead us in a prayer.
1: This is, uh, for those of you listening to this podcast, you've come to the end of the series. This is the time to really say, Do you know Christ? Do you know him on an intimate level? Do you know how he folds laundry? Do you know how he breaks bread? Do you know everything about him? Is he the reason you're even living life today? And if that's not true, if you just know the facts, then pray along with this prayer that I'm going to pray and just uh, close your eyes, you know, you and Jesus, you and your heavenly father, and just pray this prayer for the first time. And it goes something like this. Dear God, I I just want to know you. I want to know you personally. Uh, I don't want to just know facts about you. I want to know everything about you. I invite you into my life. I confess my sin. I'm here to say I just want to live for you the rest of my life. Uh, I want to know everything there is to know about you and not just go to church to hear about you and learn facts about you. Uh, But I want to know the Greek word for knowing, gnosko, Which means to know on a relational level. And I just give my life to you right now for the first time. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
0: That has been actually our whole hope of doing reading the Bible together. This Luke series is for people to grow, either if they don't know Christ, to come to know Him or to grow deeper in their relationship with Him. And so, I mean, John, you're, you're, you're ending this whole series <laughs> perfectly by, you know, our conversation about the these two men who are saying all these things about Jesus, not under, you know, we thought he was the Messiah, but I guess, you know, right. not. And then to come to the point to realize, oh, he is the Messiah. And didn't, couldn't you feel your heart burning, you know, within you when you were talking to him? There was something stirring inside that you, that you're nowhere. Do you know what I mean? You're nowhere yeah. knew something.
1: Yeah. And in the Holy Spirit, it's that first moment of revelation with the Holy Spirit when that burning happens. And the good news is if you accepted Christ for the first time by listening to this podcast, you get to spend the rest of your life with the Holy Spirit speaking to you, comforting you in the scripture here, it says he's the promise. Mm-hmm. And the promise is that he's going to help you and guide you, help you overcome sin. So please send us a message if you've uh, done this. Text us, email us, send us a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. Let us know that you've accepted Christ and we'd love to follow up with you about that.
0: Yep, Like John said, we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear if you've made a decision to follow Christ and to help you with resources that you'll need to to take those next steps in your relationship with God. If you made that commitment, you can text the word FAITH to 41224, and you're going to get some great resources and a little bit of follow-up after making that decision for Christ. John, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, and sorry about butchering the Greek words, but, you know, (laughs) maybe somebody will let us know how to pronounce them.
0: Well, thank you for joining us for looking at not only Luke chapter 24, but this whole gospel of Luke. And I just want to give you a little taste. You know, Luke's writing the gospel was the first of a two-volume series. He wrote Luke, and then he also wrote the book of Acts. We see right at the beginning of Acts, in my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. And that's what we're going to be looking at in February. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for this series on the Gospel of Luke. And we'll look forward to seeing you with the next series, The Book of Acts. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media, hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at MyFaithRadio.com.